This is a message that was recorded at Word of Life, a London City Church in Lewisham, London. May God bless you as you listen. can go. You may be seated. It's so lovely to see each and every one of you. Hallelujah. (laughs) Sometimes, let me tell you this, sometimes I mix up names. So I'm not going to try and call names, but I'm going to say, it's so lovely to see you, and it's so lovely to see you, the family over there, and and it's a joy to have you in our midst, and may the Lord God Almighty bless you today. Amen. Amen. Now, are you hot or cold? just right okay (laughs) because sometimes when you feel tired or when you can't jump and sing you then say oh i'm hot i'm very hot i'm very warm but you see today i want you to understand one thing that god loves you but you see because he loves you he also wants you to reciprocate that love amen and how many of you know that reciprocating that love is actually birth through prayer Amen. And reading of his word. And I'm going to show you that as we, we go along today. And I have a drama for you today. <laughs> I have a drama for you today. But before we do that, I want to, you to open your Bibles to James 5, 16 to 18. The title of my message today is Effective Fervent Prayer. Amen. But I've not completed it, but if I'm to complete it, it will say it avails much. Amen. But I want to show you in scripture how your effective fervent prayer can avail much. Amen. So let's look at the book of James 5, 16. And whilst I'm reading this, I'll ask my actor, actress to come on stage. Hey, don't start clapping now. Before you know it, she wants you to autograph her. No, you get, come on. <laughs> Please put your hands together for, for Pastor Falake as she comes on. James 5, 16 to 18 says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. Okay, so what do we see here? We see a man who prayed and things happened. He prayed and things changed. But sometimes we can miss the actual habit or the actual, uh, uh, um, how do you call it, relationship that Elijah had with God. Amen? And this scripture, the first day I read it, blessed me and got me into thinking more and more to ask the question about what is an effective prayer. Amen? 
Over the years, many people have prayed because they're in trouble. How many of you know those ones who are on the plane and then there is turbulent and they begin to pray? Oh God. And then you see some Christians. That's when you hear, broske, te, hey, hey, hey. I, you know, that kind of a thing. Listen, don't get me wrong. I get scared when there is turbulence. Okay. Hallelujah. You have those who only pray when there is need. I sometimes will say to people, pray about your situation. And many times I get this answer. But pastor, I am praying. Pastor, I always pray. And I always want to say to them, you do not understand what I'm talking about. Okay. So what is prayer? Before your prayer can be effective, you must have an understanding of what prayer is. Prayer is much more than asking God for deliverance. Prayer is much more than asking God for a Gucci bag, a house, a car. The highest form of prayer is actually birth out of relationship. Okay? We must understand that true prayer is actually seeking God himself. True prayer is actually connecting with God. True prayer seeks the giver and not the gift. Amen. True prayer must come from a heart of knowing that God answers prayer. Amen. True prayer seeks relationship and trust. Amen. So I want to show you what we do sometimes when we're about to connect with God. What happens to us? And then we see why sometimes our prayers are not effective. My dear sister here, she's been in the presence of the Lord probably for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And she's gradually, remember the Bible says, enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving and into his court with praise. So she's finished from the gate. She's now in the court. Amen. Over to you. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice, take joy. And this prayer has been going on. She's enjoying the presence of the Lord. In what you hear. And then, let it be as just when the Lord. Just when the Lord was bringing the answer. To all our prayers. Or to some of our prayers. Are you getting me? You see. Remember what that scripture says. It says the effective. Fervent. So there is an intensity. Amen. Most times. We pray or we spend time. With the Lord. And we are only. Almost, almost, almost. And then we remember the food on the fire. Almost, almost, almost. 
then we remember that there is something we needed to do. Almost, almost, almost. And then the child calls, mommy, mommy. And we leave the prayer and we're off. Amen. And in that moment, you have lost that connection. Amen. Let me tell you something. Many of us, or most of the time, when we go into a place of prayer, we start in the flesh. How many of you know that? But the more you press in, the more you press in, you begin to go past that place of flesh. And then you come into the place of real connection with the Lord. Amen. Am I making sense, people of God? But what we miss is this. That just as we will sometimes want the attention of our spouse, our children, God also wants our attention. <laughs> Amen. So when you are there, the Bible says he's a jealous God. He doesn't, and listen, jealousy is not envy. Do you know they're two different things? Jealousy is being contending for what is yours. Whilst envy is contending for what's not yours. So God loves us so much that all he wants is for us to be with him. Amen. So when you look at the scripture in James 5, we talked about Elijah. You need to go back to 1 Kings 17. And you find out that in there, Elijah said something that if you blink, you miss it. This is what it says. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand. Did you hear that? Before whom I stand. It means that Elijah had a habit of always being in the presence of God. Amen. Elijah had a habit of connecting with God. And that's why he could hear God. And that's why he could confidently say what God wants him to say. How many of you believe that it was real boldness for you to go to the king? And knowing Ahab and the wife he has, Jezebel, and then say, listen Ahab, it shall not rain except at my word. That's a man who's been in the presence of God. That's a man who understands what prayer is. As we go along, I'm going to also teach you on the different kinds of prayer. Okay, because there are different kinds of prayer. Because uh, 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 Paul says it in the book of uh, Ephesians. He says, praying with all kinds of prayer. So we will be dealing with that. But today what I want to teach you is how to connect in a place of prayer. Amen. In a place of prayer. Hallelujah. When we say effective, what does it mean? Effective is when your prayer produces a desired result. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's look at what Jesus said. Because we need to understand that the highest form of prayer is communing with God as a friend and as a father. 
This is what makes prayer effective. And so Jesus says in Matthew 6, verse 6, he says, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. What do we see there? The first thing you see there is intimacy. Because it says, go into your room or into your closet and do what? Close the door. What is he saying? No one should disturb you. Amen. Hallelujah. Not even your phone. Hallelujah. You know one of the things I'm learning to do now? is switch off my phone when I want to pray, when I want to spend time with the Lord. When we used to have the house phone, I just put it off the hook. Okay? I remember there was a time I had to stop doing that because I almost got into trouble with my wife. I wanted to have my quiet time. And I know that when I say to my darling wife, darling, I'm going to be home today, I know, mm, oh, you're home. Then I have my list. So I decided I was not going to tell her that I was going to be home because I just wanted to pray and not be disturbed. And so I put the phone off the hook. So my wife, not knowing, called my office, which is actually, it's like a religious thing we do. We call each other. And so she called my office and they said, Roland was not at work today. She called the phone. No one was speaking. It was off the hook. How many of you know what happened to her? Panic. What has happened to my husband? And then I finally came up. I said, oh, darling, don't you do that to me ever again. You understand? But you know, I realized that I should have told her what I was going to do and explained to her. And my heavenly father will understand. I think you get, you get what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to bring to you here is that your heavenly father wants you to be with him in a secret place. Hallelujah. So Jesus introduced us to a secret place. He says it's a closet. He says it's a room. He said close the door. And you know he didn't only stop there. He says pray to your father. Amen. I realized something recently. I think it was today. The Lord was just dropping it in my spirit. And this was what he said to me. He said, most times when we do the altar call or when we talk to people, we say, God will heal you. God will do this. God will do that. God was showing me that that is not the first priority. The first priority is not for us to come to get things from God. He says in the book of John, he says, as many as believe in him will be called what? Sons of God. So first and foremost, we are sons. Hallelujah. We are not beggars. We are sons and we need to come to that place where we know who we are. And so Jesus is saying to us, when you pray, close the door and speak to your father. So already he's connecting us to relationship. Amen. He's saying to us, your heavenly father. Amen. And you know, he didn't only stop there. When the disciples went to him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. What did he say? He says, when you pray, say our father. Hallelujah. So you can see already that the connection we have with God is not that of slaves. 
Amen. The connection we have with God is not that of a beggar. The connection we have with God is that of sons and daughters and fathers. Amen. Are you getting me? Oh, people of God, when you grab this truth, you will enjoy being in the presence of God. Amen. It's the beauty of Christianity. Amen. And when I discovered this, it made a whole difference in my life in how I connect with God. Amen. Let me push a little bit further for you to know how much God desires our relationship. When you look at John 15, when Jesus, when Jesus spoke to the disciples in John 15, 15, he said, no longer do I call you servants. Amen. But listen to this. He says, for servant, do not know what the master is doing. But I have called you to be what? Friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Christianity is about relationship. And it's about relationship with the father. And it's from there, pours our relationship onto other people. Are you getting me? That's why Romans 5, 5 says to us, the love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Christianity is relationship. But it starts with the Father. Are you getting me, people of God? And I want to really encourage us to begin to build this relationship. Amen. Do you see one of the things I discover is that there's something interesting about friendship. Your friend tells you everything. They confide in you because they can relate to you. They can trust you. Whilst I was preparing this, God began to open my eyes into his relationship with Abraham. Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you the beauty of prayer in this relationship. One of the most popular scripture is Genesis 18. Where it talks to us about the Lord appearing to Abraham. How many of you remember that? Now, the Lord appears to Abraham. And when the Lord appears to Abraham, the first thing Abraham did, Abraham recognized him. Amen. And in recognizing him, the next thing he did, he began to serve him. Are you getting me? He prepared food. He did everything. And God began to ask him about his family. Because God is interested about our family. He began to ask him about the family. And then as we go on, we can see God discussing with Abraham. Now I want you to notice something. When you look at scriptures, if you look at James 2.23, he refers to Abraham as what? A friend of God. Amen. If you look at Isaiah 41 verse 8, it refers to Abraham as a friend of God. Amen. So when we look at what Jesus was saying to us that, I am your friend. And what my father is doing, I will tell you. We then see Abraham building this friendship because Genesis 18 verse 1 wasn't the first time the Lord had appeared to Abraham. It appeared to him about five times. Amen. Even if you look at Genesis 17, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Bible says God appeared to him and said, walk before me, blameless. So already God has been appearing to him. But this time, we can see relationship being built up. 
Amen. Hallelujah. After the food and everything, we come to verse 16 of Genesis 18. It says, Then the men rose from there and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to send them away. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Did you get that? If you go back to John 15, what did Jesus say? He says, Because you're my friend. Did you get that? My father, I will tell you what my father is doing. Did you get that? So here, we see Abraham, a friend of God, God revealing what's on his heart. And he says, I'm going to destroy Sodom. What does Abraham do? People of God, throw it, tell me. <laughs> he began to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, sometimes we're praying, we pray, we jump and we pray. But we're praying because sometimes that brain is birthed out of emotions and sentiments and needs. Are you getting me? I have learned over the years that I do not pray for everything. I just come into his presence and just love him. I start with the word. I read the word, spending time with him. Then the next thing I do is I step into that place of praise, thanksgiving, worship. It's always in that place of praise, thanksgiving, and worship. He then says, son, you need to do this. Son, you need to do that. Son, you need to do this. People of God, are you getting me? I'm not saying that there, is, there isn't the time for you to pray because you feel led to pray. But I'm just telling you about the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that avails much. And that's why Elijah will come and stand before Ahab and say, it will not rain. Why? Because he's heard from the Father. Amen. And so here Abraham is doing the same thing. God is saying, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And what does he do? He begins to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah. He begins to pray. He says, Lord, if there are oh, if there's less five, less than 50, will you still save that nation? He said, yes. What if there are less than 45? I will. What's if and he went on and on. And then he got to a point. He said, wait a minute. Who am I to be saying this? To God. But then he goes down to five. Am I getting you? Are you getting me? And I want to bring you to something here. He interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah. And at the end of the day, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. How many of you know the reason why he was interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah? Because of his nephew, Lot. Amen. And sometimes God is laying it on your heart to intercede for someone's marriage, to intercede for someone's family. To inter you, you understand? Because God knows the future. So in that place of prayer, in that place of building relationship and intimacy, guess what he does? He drops in your heart what he wants you to pray about. And, and that's, that's what becomes effective. Amen. That's what becomes effective. Are you getting me? And I can give you testimonies after testimonies about how the Lord has done that with me. I, I, 
someone asked me to pray for them and as I began to pray, the Lord said, just send them the note and tell them I want them to come here and do this and do that. And they got the note and they said to me, you've just confirmed what the Lord was saying to us. And there are many instances, but it always comes from a place of relationship. Not just because I need God to answer my prayer. God will answer our prayers. But the effective fervent prayer is birth out of relationship. Now I want to show you something here. Did God answer Abraham's prayer? Yes, he did. How do I know that? Because in Genesis 19, verse 29, he says, And it came to pass, when God had destroyed the cities of the plain, that God remembered, hallelujah, that God remembered Abraham. Are you getting me? What did he remember? He remembered Abraham's prayer. People of God, what I'm telling you, I'm not telling you something that I read from the book. I'm telling you something that I have experienced. God remembered Abraham. And the Bible says, when he overthrew the cities in which Lord dwelt. Amen. What's your relationship with God like? What is your prayer life like? I want to show you another scenario in the, in the Bible that the Lord was showing me. When we go to Exodus 33, we go to Exodus 33, this was God's relationship with, 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 with Moses. Amen. And sometimes we pray that prayer that Moses prayed. Lord, your presence. I don't want your presence to go. But when you read the scriptures, you will realize that there was a deep relationship between Moses and God. Amen. And I believe in my heart of heart that that's the same relationship that God wants to have with us as Christians. And I've given you two examples. Jesus says, Father, Father wants relationship. Friend, friend wants relationship. Am I getting here? Are you getting me? So I want you to listen to this. Exodus 33, 7 to 11. It says, Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp far from the camp, and called it a tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who saw the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose, and each man stood as his tent door, watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended, stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord did what? Talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. And I just said, whoa. God is talking about Zoom here because while people are in church or while people are seeking the Lord, everyone is constantly sitting glued to Zoom enjoying the praise and worship on Zoom. You didn't get the joke. <laughs> So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Did you get that again? We've come back to that friendship again, which is a place of relationship. 
But how did Moses build this? I have a group of men that I talk to on first Monday of the, of, the, of the month. Every first day of the month we meet and I talk to them. And last week um, I was talking to them about hearing God. And I said to them that God will speak when he gets your attention. <laughs> Check the Bible. God had to get Moses' attention so he can speak to him. Check, um, what's his name? Samuel. God had to get his attention. What about Paul? God had to get his attention. So here we see Moses coming away from everything, setting a tent of meeting. That tent of meeting was not just for Moses. It was for everyone. But it was only Moses and, uh, and Joshua who went. And it was during that period that Moses began to have a chat with God. And I know that it was in that period. How do I know? Because it says that, and he will return to the camp, but his servant, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Most times I used to think Moses departed. But when you look at the way the scripture says, he says, and he will return to the camp. He didn't say he returned to the camp. He said he would. Which is what he will normally do. But it was during that period that they began to speak. He began to speak with God. Hallelujah. And he began to say, I don't want your presence to, I want your presence to go with us. People of God, I want to say something. This new age of Zoom, I'm not against it. You know why I'm not against it? Because we started using Zoom probably 10 years ago. When we used to do our early morning prayers before it became um, what is it called? I should have bought shares in it then. <laughs> we used to use Zoom. But what I see now, which is scary for me, you wake up nine in the morning, probably on a Saturday, there is one conference on Zoom. You finish at 12, there's another conference. You finish, there is another conference. By the time you get to bed, you've listened to everybody but to God. Are you getting me? But God is saying, I want your attention. And this was what Moses did. So Moses was able to sit in that place and say to God, I want you. If your presence does not go with us, do not take us away from this place. Amen. And the more he spoke to Moses, the more Moses spoke to him, the more God began to, create, to, to reveal himself to him. I want to ask you a question. Have you got a place you've created in your home just for you and God? Amen. Or do you go away sometimes and say, I just want to meet with you? Amen. Listen, people of God, I just want to challenge you today because it was whilst in this place of intimate prayer that Moses was able to speak to God and plead with God for his presence. Most of us pray that prayer, but that is a prayer that was birthed out of relationship, out of waiting, spending time alone with God. Remember what Jesus said? He said, close the door so that you will not be disturbed. Close the door so that you not, it will not be a show off. Amen. Create a place where your soul thirsts for God. Create a place where there is a hunger to connect with God. Create a room in your busy schedule to have time for your friend. 
if God's presence really means much to you and I, we will create room for him. Do you really have time for God? No, no. We need to ask ourselves that question. Do we really have time for God? Because every single person that I see in scripture that prayed and the prayer was effective had time for God. Amen. And, I, and I'll tell you something. Please forgive me. Forgive me. When I was meditating on this, I just realized how much I was looking at when I became born again 32 years ago. And now, and I'm looking at the, the kind of worship, the kind of so-called worship songs that's all to do with self. It's all to do with self. And then we wonder why we do not see his glory. We wonder why we do not see his presence. We wonder why a lot of Christians are falling away. It's because we have gone away from focusing on the king of kings, on the lord of lords, on the creator of the universe. We now focus so much more on self. He knows, listen, yesterday I said endless love instead of reckless love. <laughs> listen, people of God, God loves you. Even if you were the last person on this earth, Jesus would still have died for you. But we have got to come to him knowing that he's the almighty. We have got to come to him knowing that he answers prayer. We have got to come to him knowing that we're his sons and daughters. We must come to him knowing that he has loved us with an everlasting love. Because our spirit must bear witness with his spirit. That he is our father. So let's create room for him. Amen. Let's create room for him. Do I have enough time for him? These are the questions we should ask ourselves. Can we boldly say that the Lord. That the Lord God almighty. Whom I stand before. Can we boldly say that? Can we intentionally. Step into that place. And say, this is my place of prayer. This is my altar created unto God. Amen. Some of you might live in a one-bedroom place. <laughs> I created an altar in the toilet. I used to just live there worshipping. And I, I, I think people got so tired of me being in there. But this is what I want to say to you. If you do not want to be disturbed... If you do not want to be disturbed during your prayer time, start early. Especially those of you who have little kids, start early. Spend time. God wants to speak to you. Do you know the paradox of all this is that when we look at God as a man of war, we look at him as the creator of the universe. We look at him as the one who parted the Red Sea. We look at him as the one who can do and undo. We look at him as the most powerful, the one who stretched out the earth like a curtain. When we look at him and say that, and he still calls us friends, and he still calls us sons, and wants to reveal his heart to us, what a privilege. And I want to say this to you, that prayer is a privilege. A privilege. Of being able to come into the presence of the King of Kings. And say, Lord, what's on your heart? Amen. 
Lord, what's on your heart? And that's why I can tell you without any shadow of doubt that God's heart for Grove Park, God's heart for this area is for souls. Amen. And as we have pressed in, into prayer, God is beginning to do something. Because we know that that's his heart. And sometimes some of us think going to pray is just two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. When I read about some men of God who've challenged me, who've prayed continuously for seven days, continuously for three days, for eight hours nonstop, and then you see things happening, you see lives being changed, you see children being transformed, you see marriages being changed, you see spouses who did not know the Lord coming to the Lord. You wonder, how did they do it? No, they've done it. It's been birthed out of relationship. And as they pressed in, the Lord is taking them from one level to another. Amen. Have I made sense this morning? Because what, I'm, what I want to see is people will love the Lord. Signs and wonders will follow you. And you know why signs and wonders will follow you? Because you've made the Most High God, the Holy One, Israel, your habitation. Amen. That's why you can boldly say what the psalmist said in Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then you can say, this is the word of the Lord. Let nobody come to me and say to me, this is the word of the Lord when you don't spend time in his presence. Some of us, there are things we need to cut away that we've, been, that we've allowed to take our time. We need to cut it away. Shelly Ann and the worship team, please. I want you to sing a song, but I'm going to do an altar call. I want you to sing, I just want to be where you are. Dwelling daily in your presence. And if you're here today, You've heard the word that I've shared. And I can tell you boldly that it's a word of relationship. Prayer is a relationship. And if you do not have that relationship with Jesus. And if you're watching and you're listening to me out there. I'm just going to quickly tell you this. That scripture says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Scripture tells us, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Scripture tells us, but God demonstrates his own love towards us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And scripture also tells us that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. We all have sinned. And if you have gone away from the Lord, you've backslidden. No problem. You can always either run back in or slide back in. But what I want you to do is if you're here or if you're watching and you want to say to me, I'm ready to come back. I've gone away from the Lord. But today, I choose to return to Him. Please don't let it be too late. If you're here or you're watching, if you're here, you can put up your hands 
and say, Lord, I want to come back to you. And if you're listening to me on, on YouTube, I want you, wherever you are, do the same thing. And then we'll pray. Because I know that God loves you and he cares about you. 32 years ago when I gave my life to Christ, he said, son, this might be your last chance. Even before I put up my hands, he said, son, this might be your last chance. And so if you're here and you say, I want, I want Jesus in my life, put up your hands. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you, my God and my King. Because outside of you, we're completely empty. And so we ask, oh Lord, please come, touch lives. And so if you're here now, say this prayer after me. If you want to put up your hands, say this prayer after me. And if you're watching at home, just say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the blood that was shed at Calvary. I thank you because you are the Son of God who came and died for me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to come into my life. And I ask you to please be my Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you. If you've said that prayer here today for the first time, or you're recommitting your life, put up your hands. And if it's at home, please, the number will be up there for you to, to, to call us or send a text or, or email. And we will respond and help you facilitate your work with God. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want you, please, if you want to stand on your feet, if you don't mind, I want you to sing this song to the Lord and just cry out to him and say, that's where you want to be. You want to be in his presence. Begin to. I just want to be where you are. Dwelling daily in your presence. And I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where you are. Let this be your song to him. Let this be your heart cry. Oh, I just want to be where you been blessed by this message please don't hesitate to contact us at www.wordoflife-lcc.org and remember god loves you